the puppy dogger. All right, welcome back to the BDSM show. That's Billy and Devo talk sports and manliness. I'm Billy. I'm Devo, and this week we have a special guest host. Um, we've got longtime listener uh, and longtime friend of mine, uh, Jason. Jason is um, probably knows more about sports than me, but is uh, probably not as good looking as me. So, Jason, welcome, welcome to the podcast, sir. Hey guys, thanks for having me. Uh, Seven, the whole you're better looking than me thing. Different podcast, different day. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, fun to be here. This should be a, should be a good time. Um, you can find me on the Twitter machine, as the young folk would say, at JX7. Uh, I think I'm a fun follow. Other people agree. Some people disagree. But hey, that's where I'm at. If you haven't followed us, uh, the BDSM show, you can find us at BDSM show. Or you can find us on Facebook.com slash BDSM show. Yeah, so uh, get on that right away. Uh, now that we've got introductions out of the way, uh, we'll go ahead and jump into our sports uh, with the, the World Cup. USA lost to Belgium today, uh, which is kind of depressing. It was a fun run. Um, they, like many other sports t- teams and franchises, they, uh, they get your hopes up just to let you down. Uh, in a, a nice flaming crash. Uh, Jason, I know you watched the game. Devin, I know you didn't because you hate America. Uh, I also have a job. Yeah, so do I, and I watched it. Agreed. Uh, I watched it too. Yeah, so no excuse, uh, Mr. <laughs> Un-America. Why don't you move to Belgium? <laughs> uh, it was a good game. Uh, Great waffles, it was a, by the way. It was <laughs> It was a 2-1 loss. Uh all three goals, shockingly, came in extra time, uh, which I don't think you see too often. I don't know. I don't really follow soccer too closely outside of the World Cup, but it's something I don't think I've really seen before. Uh, we did have a chance with uh, about 50 seconds left in the game to put one away. Chris Wondolowski just put one just a little bit too high with about 50 seconds left in stoppage time and regulation. Uh, the big thing, two big things I, I took away from this, and I think most Americans take, could take away from this, is uh, number one, the USA. Definitely, we've, I think, shown that we belong on the world stage as far as soccer, which I think would have to rub most countries the wrong way because <laughs> soccer is like the one sport that just America can't be bothered with. Uh, and for us to be so wildly competitive at it, um, I think has to drive people nuts. And the other thing is uh, Tim Howard is probably the number one man crush in the country right now. He's just, he's amazing. He's a good looking guy. He has uh, a beard. Fantastic athlete. And like Devin said, fantastic beard. I feel like if he played any sport in the world that he wanted to, that he set his mind to, he'd be just amazing at anything really. Uh, so those were my takeaways, guys. What do you think? Um, I was concerned with uh, the amount of stoppage time, I, um, and I wanted to hear your guys' opinion on that because that's about all I know about the game from today since I didn't get a chance to watch it. Um, I may flip through it on my Xbox a little bit later, but I wanted to hear what you guys thought. Jason, what did you think about the stoppage time? Yeah, I mean, 
one minute when you when you play thirty minutes of extra time and only have one minute of stoppage time, that you know that pretty much says that you played thirty minutes of just straight. You know, no one goes down, no one's hurt, no one's uh, really balls aren't going out of bounds, and that just seems seems a little weird. And I, I think you know you saw Klinsman kind of get into it on the sideline to right at the end saying, "You got to be kidding me." Uh, that's the PG version of what he said. Um, only only one minute. So I would agree. I think there probably could have been a couple more uh, just out of necessity. That's just kind of how it goes. But, uh, you know, same thing, touch on what, uh, what Billy said. Great run by the United States. Um, I agree. Tim Howard is the man. Uh, I kind of said going into it that I, I can't believe that we have one of the best, uh, one of the top five goalkeepers in the world. And I think he did nothing to... Uh, know take away from that so that that's that's my my thing on uh the world cup 2014 from the united states standpoint yeah and billy what did you think of the stoppage time uh the stoppage time i thought was crap um like jason said to give you one minute would would be to assume that really the only time that you earned any kind of stoppage time is when the ball went out of bounds and someone had to you know hand pass it in that's not even accounting for goalie kicks or corner kicks or anything like that and for anybody who watched the game knows that just wasn't the case with two extra times i what you're missing here is there was three goals and the celebrations after three goals adds up to way more than a minute just by themselves not counting the numerous goalie kicks uh, the u.s had shot after shot after shot just missed going in so i i think belgium had at least probably five almost ten goal kicks uh, just in the extra time. And that alone would account for more than one minute of stoppage time. And the other unfortunate part of it was the regulation time for the extra, the two extra times came right as the ball went uh, out of bounds past the goal line. So he put up one minute of stoppage time, and the goalie was just picking up the ball. So what and, what happens there is with, he yeah, can just... To the other side of the box. and Yeah, and, and he can right just milk it. And I think by the time he actually kicked the ball, there was 30 seconds left in stoppage time. And uh, so that's really unfortunate. Uh, the one thing with Tim Howard, uh, he actually he made more saves in a World Cup game today than any goalie since I think it was like 1956 Ever. or something crazy Ever. like that. Like it was just, it was amazing. I, to, to say, you know, and it's, this isn't like, he made 15, I think the, the final count was 16 saves he made. And you might look at that and think, well, they're kicking it right at him. I think he made, out of those 16 saves, he probably made 14 just diving, how the hell did he get to that ball kind of saves. Like, I, he's, the defenders, everybody on the team needs to buy him steak dinners for the rest of his life because they could have got blown out today. And he just... He laid it all out. He he clearly was leaving nothing on the field. If if you want to feel for how Tim Howard played today, uh, after you follow myself and at the BDSM show on Twitter, um, go back on the timeline and look at about from about the 60th minute on to the end of regulation, and just look at the massive amount of Tim F and Howard. Tim Howard is the man. Tim Howard showed up for this game, whereas everybody else. Look at just the sheer volume of those tweets and i think that alone unfortunately in this day and age speaks for itself absolutely um who who would uh win in a fight uh tim howard or tony miola uh tim howard 
by far. Uh, Tony Miola was pretty, he was a pretty stocky dude, uh, more stocky than I remember as a kid. Um, and he did have the Steven Seagal ponytail. Right, I was going to say the ponytail counts for something. It, have you that, seen Tim the, Howard's beard? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, that's fair. That, I think we've got a wash there, a ponytail that, and a beard, yeah. The ponytail just doesn't, it doesn't counter the, the beard. I mean, okay. that beard is, is too manly. I think right. as manly as Tim Howard is, even without a beard, multiply that by a trillion with that beard. Like, no, I, no. I would consider going gay for Tim Howard. <laughs> awesome. I um, was doing a little bit of uh, research, and by research I mean clicking around Reddit, and um, one of the items I saw was the 10 years ago, the 1994 World Cup hosted here at the United States um, was the high, had the highest attendance of any World Cup in history. I thought that was interesting for a country that puts soccer about sixth on the list, probably right behind the WNBA. Um, so I thought that was pretty interesting. And, you know, I mean, obviously it's because of our stadiums and it's easy to travel here and you don't have to worry about getting murdered, raped, or kidnapped while you're here. Or killed um, by hooligans. <laughs> right. I thought that was, I mean, like, who wants to go to South Africa? Or, I mean, like, I understand Brazil because those wide shots of the Brazilian beach look pretty cool. But from what I understand, it's pretty easy also to get kidnapped and murdered in Brazil. Yes. Um, so I thought that was pretty interesting. And then also this year, I think the USA had brought the most, uh, the you know, the highest, the, the best traveling fans. Is that, is that right? Did I read that somewhere? Yes, absolutely. And I, uh, I saw something on Twitter a couple of days ago and it really kind of hit home. And uh, it was an English podcast, and they were going on about, you know, how they make fun of our chants and, and how we don't know anything about soccer. And one of the English reporters kind of cut the guy off and said, hey, you know, they're still playing and we're not. You know, they beat us in the group four years ago in South Africa. They're, they've made it farther than we have. We, you know, they only got one point in group play. We had four. Uh, USA Soccer's here. They're not going away. They've got the best fans. The Outlaws, which are... The American uh, cheering group, if you don't know, they cheered louder than everybody else. They had a guy dressed up as Teddy Roosevelt cheering, not cheering him on. So uh, USA Soccer is here to stay and uh, get used to us, I guess. I love it. Well, And that's probably going to be it for soccer for us on the BDSM show, probably till the uh, episode, I don't know, around 250, you'll probably pick back up. Yeah, right around um, four years from now. <laughs> right. Maybe some Olympics talk uh, when <laughs> when the Olympics come back around. Um, Jason, I understand uh, you have a few things you'd like to get off your chest, maybe about some of the previous podcasts as a yes. listener and now a contributor. Yes. Um, what's on your mind, buddy? So... Uh, a couple weeks ago, for the last two weeks, you guys have been talking about how the Miami Heat are the superior team, the the youthfulness of them can't hang, or, you know, are going to just destroy the Spurs, Spurs don't stand a chance, the 2-2-1-1-1 new playoff format favors the Heat immensely, and then, sounds familiar. Yeah. there's a, that's why they play the games, I don't know, and the Spurs actually won in five games, and won in five games convincingly. <laughs> decisively uh, yes not, they were close not, uh, games come on <laughs> de- debatable on that one I mean, and the uh, air conditioner went out on one game so come on and then last week i recall you two both just kind of brushed it over they just said uh you guys said something <laughs> on the lines of and the heat lost in five games moving on <laughs> so you're gonna spend two weeks kind of running your mouth take your medicine mm-hmm. 
you okay. guys, uh, let's let's talk about this. Yep. They got embarrassed, and uh, the, that's that's you know that's about it. The uh, the the Miami Heat, um, I feel like, um, could have been a better team. Uh, I don't think they showed up to play. Um, the Spurs played lights out. I mean, they were shooting like seventy percent, like forever. So. Uh, good on you, San Antonio. Um, I hope you can stay competitive. I hope um, AARP doesn't get most of you guys off of the roster. And, um, and and I'm excited to see what next year brings. I still maintain the Spurs got lucky. <laughs> got lucky 70% of the time. Yeah, they hey, no, they got, they, they got lucky uh, with a plus 20 average per game, whatever. It was luck. And Kawhi Leonard turning into... Magic yeah. Johnson 2.0. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, quite Leonard went beast franchise. mode. Yeah. Better lock him in there, Cube. No, that's not Cube. Who owns the... the no one, I don't know. No, I don't no know. One, no one important. <laughs> Somebody. <laughs> um, I wanted to also get into a little bit of baseball. Uh, the Rays seem to be kind of... Uh, put the brakes on their, uh, their losing streak there, and they've kind of got it turned around. Uh, uh, Jason, I know you've got an opinion on it. Yeah, uh... We're, we're making a move. Um, I know they beat the Yankees again tonight. Uh, they're, they're really heating up. I think they're only, depending on the other scores of today, and I haven't looked, uh, potential to only be nine out. And I know that uh, doesn't seem like a lot, but uh, or it seems like a lot, I'm sorry. But uh, after seeing a couple years ago coming back and winning in game 162, uh, this is a team that will never give up. It's in their, it's in their culture. It's in their bloodline. They just they never, never stop fighting. Uh, Joe Madden simply won't allow it. Evan Longoria simply won't allow it. Uh, David Price, as long as he's there, won't allow it. And uh, look out, and, and the AL East just isn't the AL East this year. Uh, the Yankees are old and slow. Uh, the Red Sox, sorry, Billy, just they're just not the same team they were last year. We just um, can't and, hit. And uh, the Orioles and the Blue Jays, they're the Orioles and the Blue Jays. <laughs> right. One um, of these days they're going to realize that they're the Orioles and the Blue Jays. Exactly. And not to take anything away, there's some some great talent on those teams. You know, you got Machado and Cruz out in Baltimore. And uh, Toronto went on that shopping spree a couple years ago. So there's there's some talent there. Uh, it just seems like it's going to be the same old story with the Orioles and the Blue Jays. So hopefully uh, the Rays can keep this going over the next couple weeks, get back into it. And uh, make for a very fun August and September, and make that flex pack a lot worth it. <laughs> right. Yeah, and, and here's the thing: uh, the standings, as the last I saw them, Toronto did win today. So you have Toronto in first. Baltimore is one game out. New York is three games out. Boston is eight back, and Tampa Bay, I believe, will be nine and a half or ten out still. Uh, which, like you said, seems like a lot, but it's July. There's still about 80 games left on the schedule. All it takes is for one team to get hot and another team to get ice cold. And, uh, you know, a couple years back, 2011, is a painful memory. Um, but the Rays made up, what, eight and a half, nine games in a month? So, like I that. mean, if you can make up that kind of stretch in a month, you've got three months still. So nobody's out of it. Um, even the Sox, if they can figure out how to hit the ball, will uh, will have a chance. Uh, I know so far they've played two games against the Cubs and have been outscored four to one, which is uh, kind of depressing. Coming against the Cubs at Fenway, 
it's but, impressive uh, if you live in Chicago. Yeah. So, I mean, it, every team in this division is in it. All it takes, like the Sox, you know, they lost, you know, 10 straight or 11 straight or whatever it was in uh, in May and then turned around and made it a seven-game winning streak, and they were right back into things. You know, they were right back to three or four games below 500, but only like six or seven games back. So really all it takes is for one team to go on a seven- or eight-game winning streak while at the same time another another team maybe loses five out of six. And then the next thing you know, you've got a five-game swing, and you're right back into things. So this division uh, so far this year is crap. Uh, even the first place first place team and second place Toronto and Baltimore are not playing overwhelmingly well. I don't think anybody's going to run away with it. Uh, so it should make for a good good fun chase. And you know, baseball is always fun when you have the pennant races down the stretch when it actually means something. So, and the AL East always turns into a slugfest. So I, I you know I don't. I don't watch too much now, uh, you know. And then when college football comes back on, obviously I kind of I shift my gears. So, um, speaking of football, I just kind of wanted to throw this out there to the listeners and to you guys. Um, we were thinking about starting doing a fantasy football league, so we wanted to kind of gauge interest. So get us on Facebook or on Twitter. Let us know if you'd be interested in participating, because uh, that may be something we try to get together. Yeah, if we if we get this thing together and we can get uh ideally 10 teams that's that seems to be the magic number for a fantasy football league. Um if we can get 10 people and 10 people local, you know, we might even get everybody together and do a live draft because that's that's actually I don't know if if you guys have ever done a, a live draft, but it's a lot of fun. For sure. You know, you got everybody in the room making fun of each other's picks and you know, everybody's getting the booze going and <laughs> It's, it's my favorite it's, part of the fantasy football is the is the actual getting everybody together for the draft. The rest of it's okay, I guess. <laughs> yeah, Some, it, someone, it's just a someone good time. drafts someone drafts the guy that retired last year. Yep. Um, I always draft Ladamian Tomlinson, but I feel like that's going to be a mistake this year. Could yeah. be. <laughs> I usually Could I be. like to go with uh, Sebastian Janikowski. Uh, somewhere around the third or fourth round, I feel like is a good mm-hmm. spot for him. That's so good. that's a good get. As long as you get the best kicker. Right. right. That's yeah. not the yeah, biggest, best that's on the, the board. Yep. Money. <laughs> um, so I wanted to also get into um, an oldie but a goodie. Um, and this is kind of an honor of having uh, Jason on. I, uh, we're going to play a game called How Many Beers Would It Take? Um, and so since there's three of us, um, you know, it'll be kind of interesting to hear a little of the discussion. Um, I will, I'll go first just to kind of, uh, to tease it a little bit. Um, and this will be, I'm going to ask, uh, I'm going to ask Jason first and then Billy, uh, Jason, how many beers would it take for you to tip 100% on a bar tab? Wow. Um, to a female bartender, how about that? That better. (laughs) I would have to say probably... Probably nine or ten, because okay. at the, at that point, <laughs> someone could just tell me what to write, and I'm going to write it. I got gotcha. you. I I I can't throw them down like you guys can. So by nine or ten in, you know, you tell me to tip her a hundred percent. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay, got it. Forty eight dollars. Here you go. It's done. Thanks for coming. <laughs> Have a good night. I'll see you tomorrow. How about you, Billy? What does it take to get to a hundred percent? Well, let's see. Um... I won't necessarily call myself cheap 
when it comes to tipping. Uh, I generally believe, unless you are absolutely terrible, I will tip you at least 20%, uh, sometimes 30, 35, even if, you know, if it's, if it's really good service. I have tipped like 1% for awful service. Um, <laughs> 1% you got the calculator out. Yeah, I just round it up to the next dollar. Gotcha. And it's very, you have to be absolutely terrible. Like I have to go get my own beer, which has happened. That's, that's how I know where my standard is for round up to the next dollar is it's happened. Uh, but I generally, 99% of the time, I will tip at least 20%, usually closer to 30 Um So the to, question is, sir, how to, many beers? To tip, 100. to tip 100% on a tab, I would have to say, because in this sense I'm cheap, two or three beers. Okay, I gotcha. Because, <laughs> you know, I think you get, you get too many yep. beers in That's and funny. you're looking at doubling the tab. If you get, <laughs> right. like Jason said, eight or nine beers where, you know, they're basically writing their own tip. If you're looking at 4 or $5 a beer, you're looking at a 40 45 almost a $50 bill. I'm not doubling that. You can get out of here with that. Um, you give me two or three beers and if good you're not. Good service. You know, good looking yeah, girl. Good service. You're not a complete jerk behind the bar. I could see where I would just double the tab. And, I, you know, I've done that before where, you know, I maybe just got a sandwich and it was $4. And I feel bad because, you know, this person has to waste cents. their time. And I'm I'm not going to tip a dollar. So, you know, I've doubled in things like that. But on a, on a beer tab, you'd have to keep it at two or three beers. I try to – I'm more of a, a dollar a drink kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Um, so if it's dollar beers, it could easily be a hundred percent. Um, but f- if we're talking about, you know, $8 beer night and I'm going out and I'm going to tip a hundred percent, um, I have to, you have to make me believe that I'm going to get laid and, um, it's probably looking at in the, the 10 beer range. All right. So that, All right. That's, that's where I'm at. So, uh, who's, who's got the next question? Billy, you go next. Cause I only have one. So okay, we'll save yours back. for last. We'll save the best for last. Well, I, 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 can like go, I can go next, but just circle back. <laughs> All right. So uh, this one, I'll start with uh, Devin, and then we'll go with Jason. Devo, how many beers would it take for you to go streaking at a sporting event? Oh boy. Okay. And I don't mean just get out on the field and run around. I mean, like in, in your birthday news. suit. Um. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say seven, and here's why I say seven. Because normally, in order for me to get naked in a stadium and jump over the wall, you'd probably think fourteen or fifteen. Yeah, I wouldn't make it down the stairs on fourteen or fifteen. <laughs> um, so, for me to get out onto the field and at least juke one hefty uh, um, security guard, I'm gonna go with seven. Um, and it would probably be an event like, not not a USF football game because I don't want to get banned for life. Yeah. Um, but it would probably be like, I would say basketball. I think that would be the easiest one to run on the court and just shoot down a tube right after. Yeah, you better hope you get to the tunnel because you get slammed on that hard court, nude. <laughs> oh you get boy, a raspberry right on your cheek, huh? Oh yeah. And uh, Jason, <laughs> how about you, man? So, getting banned from USF games might be the best thing that could ever happen to anybody. 
Hey, 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 easy. S- says the closet fan. Been to more USF games than most people I know. Yeah, I, all right, all right. But, uh, no, okay, so for me to do, to run, to streak and run on a state, on a, on a field, uh, probably six or seven, because I can probably at that point be almost talked into it. <laughs> right, exactly. You know, <laughs> You're still coherent, so somebody could make a case for it. And if that's the, if that's the plan for the night, the seed's been planted long before. So right. at that point. Breakaway pants. Exactly. At that point, <laughs> I just need the extra, the extra little nudge over the cliff, and I'm gone. I got you. So that's okay. six, six or seven. That's probably about right. I'm thinking, and and I'm a little more mobile when I'm drunk. Um, I don't think I'd be falling down the stairs at 14 or 15. <laughs> so I would, I would have to say it would at least be 12. Okay. For me to get the courage to get my uh, my sweet body uncovered and make a leap over that wall onto the field, a baker's you know. dozen. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> and this is all this is all assuming, of course, that this is not Raymond James, because their on-field security does not mess around. I don't know if you guys remember, but the '05 Louisville game, we had a bunch of students try to rush the field after we beat them, uh, 45 to 14 or whatever the final was. And uh, they were gang tackling people, man, busting out the tasers and all tasers, kinds of yeah. stuff. Horses so, on the field and stuff. Yeah. If I'm doing this, it's got to be you know at a raised game at the trop, which the carpet burn might hurt, <laughs> uh, or like you said, Devin, probably a basketball game, but yeah, definitely not a Raymond James because you know as fun as it would be to run around you know buck naked out on the field, not fun getting tased on the butt. On the butt talks now. Um... I have a uh, a question for you. I'll start with Jason this time. Um, how many beers would it take for you to buy a stranger a lap dance? Depending on the circumstances, zero. Okay. I w- you know, someone's there celebrating their wedding or pre-partying for their wedding, a bachelor party, if you want to call it. Second, I walk in and I see it. Hey, go! Let's go. Hey, have fun. Get, grab that guy. Now, do you grab the uh, the hottest chick in the place, or do you troll him and grab like the fat chick? Troll him. <laughs> <laughs> nice. It's a better story. It's a better story that way. Yep, I like. Oh, it, it is. Great. It's a better story. No one wants. No one. Everyone wants to hear the story about the fat chick. <laughs> How about you, Billy? Well, uh, like Jason said, under the right circumstance, I could see uh, no beers being needed. Um, you know, if it's uh, someone I knew, maybe, well, I guess it wouldn't be a stranger, but if it was, you know, someone I was familiar with from, from my hometown, say it was someone military and they were there, you know, it, you could make a case for just buying them a lap dance just because, you know, thanks for your service or whatnot. Uh, if we're not going the uh, the cheesy, let's, uh, let's <laughs> cuddle up on America kind of deal. Thanks for your service. Oh. Uh, no I would say it, it would probably take a handful of beers or a few really strong shots. I got you. And, uh, you know, I would have to uh, – I'd have to have the financial stability. Just I got go, you. You'd have hey, to have man, a wad in your pocket. Yeah, go off to the VIP room. Have some fun on me. Not mm-hmm. on me, on me, but, you know, on my tab. <laughs> we got you. Uh, for me, I would also say 
Uh, I'm going to go down for a half a dozen six beers and probably put me into the spot where I'm like, hey, bro, I like your hat. Here, have a lap dance. So, <laughs> hey, bro, nice Ed Hardy shirt. Yeah, I love it. Oh, look, <laughs> <laughs> look how you stack your ones. That's how I stack, bro. Samesies. <laughs> so, um, All right. Billy, what's your next one? Okay, the, uh, the next one I have, and this is the last one because I've only got two. Uh, Devo, this is mainly for you. Okay. It may apply to Jason afterwards. Uh, we'll see. A targeted how many beers would it take? Yes. Uh, and don't be put off. <laughs> Devo, uh, and this is tough for me to even get out with a straight face. Okay. How many beers would it take for you to open mouth kiss Pearl? Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Pearl is my golden retriever. <laughs> For those of you wondering, there's not a waitress at the Waffle House. Um, I would say two. Two. One for okay. me, one for her. <laughs> Do you really think she's going to need one? <laughs> no, but I would want her to have one. We, that way she could blame it on the alcohol when her buddies ask. Okay, and Jason, I don't know if you have a family dog or uh, you and Heather have a pet together, but uh, if you did, how many beers would it take you to open mouth kiss said there, pet? There is, there is a family dog, and uh, probably we're into the half a dozen again. Okay. Because again, at that point, you're just, hey. You can be talked into anything. <laughs> right. Exactly, exactly. Okay. I'd say half a dozen. That's about right. Okay, yeah, right. and uh, I feel like... I've uh, previously been um, open mouth kiss raped by my dog. I was going to say uh, rape kissed, yep. Yeah. Euclid uh, is my golden retriever, Pearl's brother. I and, hate that name. Uh, he is very friendly. Uh, he loves kissing people. I feel like he's open mouth kissed Bubba a few times. <laughs> um, and he's probably got me. Billy's son. But for me to intentionally do this. I think I would have to have a few in me. Um, just, I think, the overall grossness of of dog tongue on human tongue. and Plus, um, Eucalyptus in the past has been known to... Um, Break out the lipstick? In the, in the uh, deuce, if you will. Oh, yeah. He likes to sample it sometimes. He is a, um, a poo connoisseur, if you will. Um, Jason, I know you had one. I do have one. What do you got? Uh, I'll start with Billy. Okay. How many beers would it take to let Mike Tyson in his prime punch you in the face? Oh boy. Holy cow. I would, let's see. In his prime. I, I think I would have to be blackout drunk Iron so that I, uh, I, number one, don't feel the impact, and number two, uh... Maybe have a hangover that overweighs the pain the next day. He can, he can even be wearing a boxing glove. I, that would still knock me the yeah. hell out. <laughs> uh, let's say, let's say uh, a full case of Sam Adams. We'll go with Sam Adams since it's a little stronger beer. And uh, at least a bottle of Jack on top of that. All right. At least. So I know what I'll be Googling when we're done. Mike Tyson appearance fees. 
<laughs> uh, yeah, right. He's probably into it now. Oh, yeah. Um, for me on that deal, um, I'm probably looking at... Now, um, am I getting? Am I in the ring? Are we getting paid here? Am I splitting a payday with Tyson, or is this just me at a bar um, talking? No, you're, on... you're you're at a bar, and Mike oh, Tyson boy. walks in, okay, and so you go. Not even, I'm not even a hang, hang, so. hangover, hangover style. Holy I'm, shit! It's Mike Tyson. I'm gonna be 15 Keystone Ices. There's the money maker right there. I'll be there. Keystone Ice. <laughs> All right. <laughs> you have to catch me right before I start crying. Yeah, Keystone Ice is uh, fall down the steps and cry drunk. <laughs> One time that happened. <laughs> <laughs> One time's all it takes for a reputation, man. That's true. And Billy, I I tend to side with you on this one. I don't know if there's enough beers out there. Yeah, I just I, I mean, feel like you'd have to be blackout drunk. That shit would hurt like hell. Iron Mike could put you to sleep forever. He could so, crush your face, man. I'm so I'm so happy that for my first time I came up with a good one. Because I spent a long time trying to think of a question. Well, how long is a long time? Are we talking like hours? Are we talking days, weeks? Oh, hours. Yeah, hours. I talked to him this morning and told him what game we were playing. So, yeah, okay. I spent I spent all day trying to think of one and just couldn't come up with it. So I, I uh, came up with one probably about fifteen minutes before we started. So I'm glad that it worked out. Very cool. Very cool. I have two more. Uh, Bill, you have what? One more? Oh, I'm I'm out. I came up with two. Oh, good. And, good. And I've got two I'm more trying there. to leave donkey shows out of it. I'm just so. kidding. I have one more. I, I don't know how to read my writing. I have one more. So <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and finish this off. Um, how many drinks? Let's start with Jason. How many beers would it take for you to share a drink with a hobo? Wow. Uh, uh, <laughs> 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 yep, mm-hmm. the one that's folding up little uh, palm frond roses on the you know an ebor or uh, wow you know that one. You have a drink in your hand. You're drinking it. You hand it off for them to take a drink, and then you take it back to finish it. Ugh. I think I'm gonna vomit. Yeah, <laughs> I only ask because I've done it, and I'm gonna listen to your stories first, uh, and then I will answer with mine. Oh, that's terrible. I, I hope you got a tetanus shot. <laughs> Um, I would say, and it would have to be, oh God, a dozen. (laughs) A dozen, okay. A a dozen. And I would have to not know that he was a hobo. Oh, no, I definitely knew. Like, I I wouldn't, I would have to just not know. And just be like a stranger. Yeah, and then after, like, hey, you're the asshole, uh, share your drink with a hobo. At, at which point, hearing that makes me just projectile vomit over that then you go, over that person. Especially because you're 12 beers in already. Yeah, exactly. and then you go, oh man, that's where that cold sore came from. <laughs> that's two weeks later. <laughs> I should come back with you. How about you, Billy? I think I would rather mouth kiss my dog. Did you share a drink with a hobo? <laughs> I, yeah, I think, I think, uh, I think I would rather uh, open mouth kiss Euclid or Tessie well before that. But if I had to put a number on it, ah, I think I'm going to go your route and go with a case of Keystone Ice. Keystone Ice, okay. Yeah, I, I think his one thing back in my younger days when I partied and got really drunk, 
uh, is I became very social and getting everybody involved and let's all drink and here have my drink and I'll go grab another one and if I don't have that option at hand go here take a sip I'll take it back whatever so I think a case of Keystone Ice in I I might be okay with that uh, if you told me the next day I would probably drink bleach. <laughs> You know, just enough to to really cleanse the system. Nothing to do any permanent damage, but just yeah, I, I think that's mouth a, out with bleach. Yeah, I think that's about where I'd be. I um, I have shared a drink with a hobo. Um, I was in New Orleans, obviously on Bourbon Street, um, oh. and Bourbon Street was giving me her best shot. I had several hurricanes, several hand grenades. Um, beer and I happen to also have a flask in my pocket this flask was filled with uh, whiskey I believe it was Crown Royal Um, somewhere towards the end of the night after like my second hand grenade and before crystals burgers um, I befriended a hobo who commented on my raise hat and um, I you know, he asked me to buy him a drink, and I declined to buy him a drink, but I did pull out my flask and say, if you're thirsty, drink some of this. So this was recent. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. It was weren't raised that, so this yeah. was recent. Raise so. that, yeah, it was, in, it was last year, less than a year ago. You've only, this been, been, a when you were... You've, you've only been a race fan for three years. Right. Yeah. Yeah. This was when you were still on the bandwagon. Right. I'm, I'm wearing a raise hat right now, just in case you're wondering. <laughs> well, because they've won only, five out of six. Only, <laughs> only ten out. Um, so I handed him my flask, he took a sip, uh, and then I drank the rest of it that night. So I have shared, um, and I think it's a flask that I got from you, Billy. Oh, well, I'm glad we could share that moment. (laughs) Um, So, so um, did the, did, did you not actually get cold sores or are they in remission right now? Uh, every once in a while I get a little tingling, um, but no eruption, so... Like, well, that's like good I then. Dodged a bullet, there. <laughs> uh, and uh, and we're basically we're running up on it. So I'm gonna go ahead and get this thing wrapped up here. Uh, Jason, I wanted to say thank you so much for coming on and being a contributor. I believe I I appreciate that. Oh, that was uh, thanks for having me, guys. Hopefully, I don't piss too many people off, and I get another chance to do this because uh, it was a lot of fun and. Uh, on my part, see you later, humanoids. I um I have a quote this week from Andre Young. Uh, he is a uh, rapper, uh, also known as Dr. Dre. If you act like a bitch, you get smacked like a bitch. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll catch you guys next week. Alrighty, see you, folks. <laughs> <laughs>